Welcome to the Unveiling Your Creative Superpowers podcast, a production of Bright Ideas Collective. This is episode four, and today we're going to be discussing the third stage in the creative superhero journey, fun and games. Woo! Yeah, you guessed it. This is not the serious part. This is the part where we actually get to have fun. Yay! And we are coming to you today from the Flywheel co-working space in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm Sarah Bryan, and I'm here with Emily Lewin. Hello! (laughs) And today, it's all about fun and games. We are the Bright Ideas Collective, and... Bright Ideas is a collection of playful, practical resources to light up your creativity. We help people engage with their creative journeys through group courses, workshops, speaking at conferences, and now this podcast. So in the last episode, we talked about the discovery stage. Discovery is all about giving yourself permission to walk towards your unrequited creative love and to begin expressing that part of your creativity. So fun and games is exactly what it sounds like. If you are not having fun in this stage, then truly you are not doing it right. You're supposed to have a good time. This is the point in the typical superhero story where they start to discover and test out their powers. This is... My favorite example of this is Superman testing out his webs. He's realized he's got something special going on he has i think already made his costume in most who knows which version of spider-man we're talking about but coming from the old school toby mcguire one this is what i'm drawing from so many versions (laughs) so many spider-men how can we pick just one this is when spider-man is in the alley and he starts trying to experiment with how to shoot his web And you see him fail a few times and play around with it and get the hang of it and then be able to reach further and further and start swinging between buildings. And he's just having a fun time testing out his powers and seeing what their limits are and coming up with ideas to try. And that is what Fun and Games is all about. It's about testing out and playing around with your creative superpowers. So Fun and Games is really a time to give yourself a chance to learn and develop and to discover more about your own uniqueness and talents as a creative person. Um, This is not a time to should on yourself. It's one of our favorite sayings around here at Bright Ideas. We are always telling each other, don't should on yourself. What does that mean? It means that you don't live according to that whole, I should do this, or I shouldn't do that, or I should be better at this. No, no shoulding, people. Stop shoulding, okay? Just, Just stop with the shoulds, okay? Enough with the shoulding. Too much shoulding in here. You should crazy, all right? Just stop it. This time is not about justifying what you're doing or even really about being productive. Playtime and fun and games are not focused on an end product. So having a tangible outcome in playtime is actually less important than it just is about doing something. Even if you just... Get out and play around with whatever the creative thing is that you're interested in. So, you know, maybe you're interested in dancing and you just go spend the afternoon 
freestyling to some music you love or you are into gardening and you spend the day looking at flowers or planting pansies because that's all you want to plant and maybe pansies seem frivolous but that's still good it's still good for your creativity and it's still allowing you to explore and grow and that's really the point of playtime it's not about producing a tangible thing to show to someone and say look look what I did was worthwhile it's about exploring and letting yourself grow through joyous play in your own creativity. As Sarah said, this time does not require a justification. So it may feel frivolous, but it really is essential. Creative superheroes don't develop strength in their creative power, in their superpowers without trying them. And sometimes you just need a time to try without having to have pressure to have it be something. There's no pressure in this stage to be a professional. You don't have to turn out perfect work in this process. You're not even really crafting work in this process. More in the ideating, playing, coming up with ideas, trying things out. You're not trying to curate or craft something that's polished or professional. It's more like a kid playing, having fun. You don't put your child on a bike for the first time and expect them to ride like Lance Armstrong. You can't expect to be perfect out of the gate. And the beautiful thing is that there's no standards here. You just get to play and have fun with your creativity. So the beauty of playtime and of not having to be a professional is that you also don't have to use professional materials. I think a lot of us struggle with that. I know I have and a number of other creative people that I've known they have struggled with wanting to play and really explore new creative outlets because they don't want to sink in the amount of money they feel like they have to put into it because the the attitude is often, well, if I'm going to do this, then I should start with the best equipment possible. If I'm going to invest the money, then I should invest in the best things right out of the gate. But then here's the problem with that. When you've invested in the best things, you don't want to play because God forbid you waste the money you just invested on these great tools. So I'm here to tell you something. Here's a secret of playtime. Don't buy the expensive tools right out of the gate. You can actually start with what you have right where you are. Even if all you can really afford are just the most basic inexpensive tools for the job, then use those. That, that's all you really need. Um, you know, a personal example from my life on that is that I recently in the last about year and a half started exploring doing abstract painting. I'd never done abstract before. It's a totally new thing for me. So I didn't start with expensive paint. I didn't launch right into the highest quality oil paints in order to do this or the best canvases. I started with cheap roll paper that I happen to have and some chalk pastels that had been sitting in my closet for God only knows how long. That's where I started. I just started with what I had and played with this new expression that was really different for me. And that worked. That was my fun and games in that area is that I gave myself the time to play and I let myself use materials that weren't so precious that I felt like I had to had to produce really great high-level work out of what I was doing. I 
I could throw away what I worked on if it really didn't turn out that great. And I hadn't, I hadn't lost anything in the process. The great thing about fun and games is that your end result does not need to be something that you can sell or even something that is quote unquote good enough to put on display. It's about having a good time with your creativity. It's about letting yourself explore the things that you're yearning for in your heart and finding a way around the barriers. So if using the expensive tools or not having enough money to try your creative endeavor is a barrier for you, we would encourage you to look for ways to access that creative expression in a lower cost way. Just because you're not using the best tools doesn't mean that you won't be able to grow in your creative practice to the point where it will require you to have the best tools in order to grow. Where you start isn't indicative of where you end up, but not starting means you won't ever end up anywhere. So you have to start to be able to grow creatively and fun and games is an amazing place to start. Something else to be very mindful of during the fun and games process is to look out for comparison. Um, This can creep in sometimes as you're starting to explore and play with your creative expression and look at the ways that you might explore what you're interested in. But be careful because fun and games is about joy and comparison steals joy. Comparison wants you to be like someone else who's usually farther along the creative journey than you or it wants you to look a certain way or be a certain way in order for you to be okay as a creative person. And that kind of mindset will keep you from being able to play freely because playtime needs freedom. If you look at little kids playing on the playground, they don't care what they look like. They don't care if they look silly hanging upside down from the monkey bars or running around with their arms in the air because they're being airplanes inside their own minds. They're not worried about it. They're not comparing their airplane to the other kid's airplane on the other side of the playground. That's not what they're doing. They're just enjoying the time to play. And that's what you need to do when you're having creative playtime too. Take that comparison, push it out the door, lock the door behind it, and then get the toys out and play and enjoy that time with your creativity. That's really the important thing here. You cannot discover your unique creative superpowers if you are bent on reaching a certain creative ideal. That's not to say that you don't have goals or things or people that inspire you, but if you are trying to be someone or something else specifically, you're never going to be able to uncover and unlock your own creative potential. And the amazing thing is that play and exploration open the door for you to explore this new creative identity. You then have the opportunity to accept this new you, so to speak, as the person that you want to be. This is about helping you discover and express the fullness of who you are, and you have permission to do that. And something to remember in this fun and games and playtime with your creativity is that You playing with your creativity is just like it is when a child plays. You know, there's a lot of research out there that talks about how play is really important for children because it's actually practice for them to be adults. So much of what children play at is really 
a small-scale version of adult life. You know, they play house, they play doctor, they play different professional roles and different life roles. And really, when you have crea- creative playtime, it's that same idea. You are on a smaller scale taking steps and trying out actions that match with the creative expression you eventually want to grow up into a fully formed language for yourself. And so it's the same thing. You playing at it now is just like a six-year-old playing house. Eventually, that little child will be an adult. And the ways that they played house as a child will translate into the adult they become. And it's the same with your creativity. The way you play now will translate into your mature excellence and your creative expression. So take the time to play. It's very important to your creativity to do this. Something that we discovered as we were thinking about and exploring this stage for ourselves is that at its core, fun and games is a matter of worth and value. So often for kids, as Sarah mentioned, play is a natural expression. Healthy, happy children don't have to be taught how to play. They don't have to be told that they get to play. But as adults, it can be so challenging for us to give ourselves permission to do something just for fun. And fun and games is about recognizing that you have permission to give yourself the time, the materials, the resources to play and cultivate your creativity. And if you don't believe that who you are or that your creative expression is worthwhile, then it will be so hard to give yourself that permission. So we want to remind you that your creative expression is worth giving resources to, that who you are is worth giving time to play. Your value as a human is not determined by what you produce, but by who you are. And your ability to express who you are creatively is going to be exponentially impacted by your ability to relax and play and have fun and explore your creative expression. We love Brene Brown. If you have not heard of Brene Brown before, please go look her up. Her work is incredible. And there's a phrase that she uses that I love, that that I often have to remind myself of, that we don't have to hustle for our worthiness, that who you are is enough and that you don't have to constantly be trying to produce enough or have enough to show for yourself to prove your worthiness. Something that she talks a tremendous amount about is that the antidote of shame, which often tells us that we're unworthy, is belonging. And something that I want to remind you all of is that you belong here. You belong in the community of creative people. You belong in this collective of creative superheroes that we're forming, that you belong here, and that we desperately need and want to see your creative expression, that truly, deeply, we believe that the world is waiting, that it needs who you are to be expressed, and that you are worthy inherently as who you are of being a part of this creative community. If I could stress anything in what Emily just said, it would be three words. Who you are. 
your worth and your value have nothing to do with what you make. Even if you create some of the most beautiful things that have ever been seen on planet Earth, or you create the most basic, mundane things, or even if you don't create a tangible thing at all, you are still worthy to be in the community of creative people, and you are still needed. Because we don't need what you make. We need who you are. Because who you are is worth so much more than what you make. If that's all you get from this podcast, then we've done our job today. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're both in the background shaking our heads very hard. Yes, 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 at each other talking about this. Awesome thing about fun and games, this is actually true of every stage, but the amazing thing with this journey of being a creative superhero is that every stage is an invitation, not a demand. So we said that this stage is essential, and it is, but you get to choose, just like we've said in every other episode, you are the captain of your ship. You get to choose how you are going to interact with this stage. And so much of the creative process, especially in fun and games, is about answering an invitation inside of your own heart rather than trying to meet some sort of requirement. And the thing that makes fun and games really great, at least to my mind, is that this is the really childlike stage of the superhero journey. You'll have your stages like backstory where you have to deal with treasures and traps and discovery where you start uncovering some big things inside yourself that maybe you didn't know were there and there will be other stages that we're going to get to later and those can all be a little on the intense side they can be maybe more emotionally involved but fun and games doesn't have to be like that fun and games it's the fun part it's the childlike part it's the part where you get to be and to play and to explore in a really free way what you're doing and it is an invitation for you but it's not a formal invitation. This isn't an engraved envelope that arrives in the mail. This is like the recess bell going off after hours in class and you're just bored and tired. Remember what that felt like when you were in elementary school and you had just survived spelling class with Mrs. Kempsey? And the recess bell rang. And oh my lord, the glorious freedom, the bell has rung, and I can go out and play on the jungle gym. Oh my god, the jungle gym. I might have liked those as, as a child just a little bit. But you know, kids don't view the recess bell as an obligation. That's not something where they all heave big sighs and go, oh god, we gotta go play on the playground now. Darn, I really wanted to do some more long division. Uh, no. They view this as an opportunity, and not, not even an opportunity. It's greater than an opportunity. This is the best thing of the day for them. This is the reason they go to school. This is why they are there inside their little minds. It's joy for them. This is the place of delight. And this is what fun and games can be for you if you'll let it. If you'll take off all those adult mindsets and all the shoulds that we talked about earlier, take all those off and let this be playtime. Let yourself be a third grader on the jungle gym inside your own creativity. 
I promise you, you will not regret it. Not a moment of time you spend that way will be wasted because every piece of it will come back in your creativity with the most incredible dividends. I promise. Guarantee it. It allows you to explore creative expression and living a creative lifestyle without having to commit to everything all at once. It's like the sampler pattern. I can't even say sampler pattern. Sampler pattern. <laughs> sampler platter. Apparently that's really hard to say, but we digress. <laughs> so far. The great thing about fun and games is that it allows you to explore your creative expression and a creative lifestyle without having to deeply commit to everything all at once. You are not obligated to keep going with something just because you tried it. It's the awesome thing about finding games, and that's partly why we encourage you to start with affordable materials, because when you start exploring that deep desire for something more, don't always know where it's going to lead you. So sometimes you need to be able to try and experiment with a few different things to learn what is going to really resonate with you. You may burn for dancing, as Sarah has talked about, and maybe you start with ballroom because that's what you're familiar with, but maybe what you actually really love is hip-hop, and you just needed a chance to explore a few dancing mediums before you found the one that really fit with your creative expressions. With fun and games, try a bunch of different things. Just try it. If you think you might want to paint, try some watercolor, try some acrylic, try some oils, try some oil pastels. Just get some paintbrushes and pick one thing to start with. Test it out for a while. If you like it, keep going. Exactly. There are so many affordable ways to try out creative expression. All it takes is a little digging. That, that's really all that's required in this. You know, even if you want to try something that might require a little bit of education or training, most places offer a try day or a visit day or sometime during the year when they open their doors up to new students to just come and explore and see what's available. And oftentimes those are free or you know very inexpensive. So keep a lookout for those. Don't be afraid to look for inexpensive ways to connect to this creative expression you're interested in, you, know, you may find that it's actually much less of a financial or even time commitment than you thought it was going to be at the outset. So don't let things like that hold you back. Also, there's loads and loads and loads of online resources. Skillshare, Udemy, there's YouTube alone has billions of video tutorials for how to do anything. And if there's something you're curious about, Google it and find out what the options are for that online or in your area. A lot of the studios, at least near my house, offer watercolor or acrylic classes uh, for adult beginning adults. And everybody's just starting, so there's no pressure for it to look like anything in particular. And those can be really great ways to try different mediums without having to buy all of the materials. One other note, and we have talked about this in episode two, I believe, but boundaries can actually help you have more fun. And I think for most of us, we can tend to think of boundaries as a negative thing, though I have been learning, the more I learn about boundaries, the more I know how positive and amazing they are and how much they help your life. 
So I would encourage you, don't view the boundaries on your life as a negative thing or as a painful restriction. They are there to help you explore all of your creativity. And sometimes you find more creativity because you had to work within boundaries. So even if there's boundaries on your time or your resources, that doesn't mean you can't play. It just might mean that you have to find different expressions for play than other people around you. You don't have to give yourself days or weeks or even hours of time or tons of money for supplies. We've already told you some ideas for how you can uh, do things more quickly. I would encourage you to work within small boundaries on purpose, like we talked about with the tools. Give yourself a budget. Say you have 10 or 20 bucks to spend on basic supplies that you won't be afraid to use and use up and throw away and move on from. Just start. Carve out 15 minutes from your day to play and start there. Even a small amount of time can do wonders for your creative flow. Just take your your short time and your simple supplies and have fun. Really? No, really. Have fun. That's what this part's about. Enjoy yourself. That was my Jewish grandma voice, in case you didn't know. There's an incredible quote from Plato that says, you can discover more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. So if you're trying to find creative community, maybe find someone to play with you. Maybe find someone to do some creative play for an hour on a weekend or half an hour on a weekend or to go take a class together. Maybe that is a great way to get to know someone. And couples out there, this is actually a great date night idea. I'm I'm not kidding. Like This is an awesome way to get out together, to break out of your dinner in a movie rut, and go do something fun that lets you get to know each other. I mean, even if you've been together for a long time, exploring a new creative expression with your partner can actually open you up to things you may not have known about each other even after you know years of being together. So this isn't just something you have to do by yourself. This can be a great thing for couples, for friendships, for parents and kids. Like Creative play is good for everybody. So take the opportunity and schedule a play date sometime. And as a very quick reminder, hopefully you guys know this by now, but play is not limited to the overt creative expressions. Just because we've mentioned painting and dance doesn't mean that those are the only two things you can try. This might be taking an improv class or going to a cooking class or learning about pottery or ceramics, whatever it is that floats your boat, so to say, so to speak, whatever it is that makes you excited, makes you feel alive, whatever that creative expression is that you are trying to uncover, that is what you get to go play in. All right, so now it's time to go through the actions for this week. As you might have guessed, we're going to encourage you to play. How's that for surprising, right? I know. Funny how that works. Okay, so our first action is actually to set a creative play date with yourself this week. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to set aside some time and some money. Remember... Small boundaries are good. It's a challenge for your creativity. So even if you can only carve out 15 minutes and $15, that'll work. Do whatever you can within that boundary. But use it to play with your creativity. Give yourself permission to have the playtime, to use up all the resources, to waste them away. 
It's good for you. Do it. Action two, we would encourage you make a list of five things you would try if you knew you didn't have to do them perfectly. We didn't get into perfectionism today, but I will just say playing is the antidote for perfectionism. So lay aside any perfectionistic leanings. Make a list of five things you would try if you didn't have to be perfect at them and then pick one to do this week and and actually do it. Try it. It doesn't have to be the Tour de France if you are wanting to be a cyclist. It can be getting on your bike and riding a mile. If you aren't riding at all, that will be a start. Pick something to do. And here's a bonus action if you're feeling like getting extra credit, although we don't actually grade things, so I don't know what that would do for you, but if you want to do it, So, fun and games is usually the point in the superhero story when they start designing their fancy costume. Remember when Spider-Man went from flying around in a hoodie to actually getting his cool little spider suit? That's, fun and games is the time when that happened. So, for your bonus action, why not design your superhero costume? What would you look like? What is your superhero name? Do you have boots? Do you have a cape? No capes! Okay, oh, oh, okay, okay, Edna Mode. You can have capes, all right? I give you permission to have capes if you want them. Just small capes. What would that, what would your costume look like? Are there boots? Are there capes? Do you have a tool belt or, or a lasso or some kind of, you know, fun, I don't know, superhero kind of weapon? Maybe you even get a sidekick. Oh my gosh. Like, you, you could just add in all kinds of things. If you are your mom, you have frying pans. Yes. My, my mother's super tools are frying pans. Um, you can hit her up to find out why. I won't go into detail on that. But um, if you do decide to get really creative and, like, draw up your uh, superhero outfit in any way, totally snap a picture and send it to us because we want to see it. You can post it up on social media and tag us. Uh, We are on Facebook as Bright Ideas Collective or on Instagram as at Bright Ideas Co. Or you can use the hashtag UYCS podcast. You can go to our website, brightideascollective.com to find out more about what we do with Bright Ideas. We have literally hundreds of blog posts about living a lifestyle of creativity and we spent a month last year on each of the stages of creativity. So we have much more about fun and games on our blog. You can also go there to find a PDF downloadable version of the actions for this week. So just to give you something to work through or use as a point of reference, we also are going to have our superhero coloring sheet on the website for you to download if you want to use that to help design your a superhero costume. We would love to see it, like Sarah said. Or you can freestyle. We don't mind. We're the Bright Ideas Collective, and this is Unveiling Your Creative Superpowers. Dun, da, dun. Dun, 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 dun. See you next time. See ya. Hey guys, Emily here with a quick reminder that you can now listen to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or our website. While you're there, feel free to leave us a review and subscribe and make sure that you get the episodes as soon as we release them. Your reviews and sharing with your friends helps us find new listeners. And we also love hearing what you think about the podcast. 
been amazing, all of the feedback we've heard so far. We love you guys, and we're proud of you for going after your superhero journey. We'll talk to you soon. The great thing... freaking podcast you always hear me laughing but you never hear you nobody ever hears me laughing you're always like I'm a shaker that's true that's true I'm like a physical laugh it is true I do know that my body laughs my body